Welcome back to the channel, everyone. Thank you for checking out this particular episode. We're going to dive into part two here of our identity and really finding true purpose in our identity. In the last video, we kind of left off to the reason why we struggle so much in our identity. And, and let's get to a solution here. And so piggybacking off of that last video, if you didn't see that last video, I'll leave it uh, a link here at the top so you can click that. Um, but listen to everybody that's that's watching this. We are born into sin. I know that is such an ugly word. We're born into sin. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, definitions of what sin is, right? Like uh, sin is an old English word that means I missed the mark. Literally, it was like the bullseye. Uh, when somebody shot an arrow and they missed the bullseye, they would say sin. Uh, obviously, they probably pronounced it differently. Uh, it's just missing the mark. However, the some of the more theological terms is like a uh, breaking of a divine law and it's offense against God. Um, and so uh, breaking moral standards, those are some of the definitions of sin and we're all sinful. Matter of fact, uh, David writes this in Psalms 51, five, he says, for I was born a sinner said, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. So we are all born into sin. And matter of fact, we have sinful tendencies. And the, and the reason why I use sinful tendencies is because, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about our identity or we're talking about like our feelings and our emotions and why we do certain things, you know, we tend to say, I have a certain bent to be this way, right? So I have a history of anger in my family, or I have a history of, you know, whatever, uh, drinking in my family. So I have a, I have a, uh, it's hereditary for lack of a better word in my family to be predisposed to doing X, Y, and Z. And so if I am predisposed or if it's in my nature, or if I have a tendency, if I feel this way, then who are you to say that I'm not to explore that thing? Maybe I am trapped in the wrong body. Maybe I do need to explore those feelings. And who are you to tell me that that's wrong? And who are you to tell me that that's right? And shouldn't I be the word that determines that? And the, the problem with this, the, the problem with my truth is this, and I'm gonna be really, really short and quick with it. When you start saying it's my truth or you start saying there is no truth and there is no objective truth, the issue with statements like that, with there is no objective truth, is you can't make a truth claim. Do you see what I mean? Whenever you say there is no objective truth, that is a truth claim. So is that true what you're saying or is it not? That's why we can't we can't use that. We can't say that there is no objective truth because it is counterintuitive to each other. You're, you're literally, it's an oxymoron saying statements like that. So there either has to be truth or there is no truth there. And you can't even say there is no truth because is that true that there is no truth? You see what it, you see the rabbit hole that we go down. And so when, when individuals say, let me live my truth, essentially it's what is that truth? And if they say, well, my truth is that I, I'm to be a different biological sex than the one that God assigned me, God, God, assign me. I was about to say doctor, but I changed it. God assigned me. No, that's not truth at all. The truth is, is that we are born either male or we're born female. And listen, do we have tendencies and do we have girls that have masculine traits and men that have feminine traits? Absolutely. Does that mean that we need to give ourselves over to the feminine trait or the masculine trait if we're opposite of that? Absolutely not. 
when I was growing up, we called individual tomboys and, you know, or we called some people feminine and, and, and it wasn't. And I know some of those words right now are like on the do not say list. And, and I get it. There's other words that my generation said that I'm not even going to even attempt to reiterate on this video. But still, and I understand that things as we progress in life and culture, you know, we can't say things uh, fluently anymore like we did even back in the day. Like my parents would say things in the 50s and 60s that I wouldn't even think about saying when I was a kid in the 90s. However, when it comes to truth, there needs to be an establishment of it. And the reason why we pull ourselves away from ultimate truth is because of the sin that is in our hearts. And the issue with, let me just explore my tendencies and my impulses, no matter what it is, um, we limit it sometimes. We don't really mean that. We limit it to our biological sex or our, um, not even our biological sex, right? Our, our men, what we think we are, right? Um, that we think we're in the wrong body or uh, we want to be something else. And so if everyone gave into their impulses and they were really horrific, this would be an even crazier world than it is right now if everybody was allowed to give into those impulses. However, I want everybody to hear me watching this video that your emotions and your feelings are not your identity. I'm so sorry. They're not. And if we were run on our feelings and we were running on our emotions, man, this world would be even more chaotic and our lives and our mind be more chaotic. And some people are in a state of chaos because they've allowed themselves to be ruled by their feelings and emotions. Uh, Jeremiah in the Bible actually says this in, in chapter 17 and verse nine, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Wow. This is Jeremiah that's saying this, that our heart, our feelings, our emotions are desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is that we, since the fall, have wanted to be in the place of God and be our own masters and our own creators. However, we are not the creators. We are the creation. We're the creation. And we have substituted our creator in our life for the creation, for our own selves. We have fallen in love with us. We have fallen in love with the things that God has created. Matter of fact, Isaiah chapter five, verse 20 says this, what sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil, that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. Listen to me right now. We're in a culture and a time in our lives where everything is backwards, where people are saying that good is evil and evil is good, that sweet is bitter and bitter is sweet. And people are losing their minds and common sense is going out the window. And now we've been told to trust science. And the moment that I use any type of common sense statement, it's immediately put back on me. Are you a doctor? Are you a scientist? No, but I have common sense. I have third grade science common sense that tells me what is truth and what is real and what is reality. There's individuals right now uh, that are saying things like this, according to Psalms 10, verse three and four and verse six, though it was written so long ago, I think we can reiterate this today. People brag about their evil desires. They praise the greedy and curse the Lord. The wicked are too proud to seek God. They seem to think that God is dead. They think nothing bad. In verse six, nothing bad will ever happen to us. We will be free of trouble forever. We'll be tr free of trouble forever. And, and 
And friends, I just got to be really honest with you today for individuals that are saying this, that there is no God and, and God is dead. And Richard Dawkins has, has had a book as well. It says God is dead. And, and I'm telling you right now, this is totally untrue. It is untrue. And God is alive. His son, Jesus went to the cross for your sins and paid it a price and penalty for your soul, for your life, so that you can actually be free and know who you are in Christ Jesus. Listen to me today as as this video ends, I just I want to take a moment and let you know that if you're struggling in this area of your life, man, leave a comment. I I love to pray with you and pray for you because I know there's a plan and there's a purpose that God has for your life and he loves you today. Listen, as we conclude this time, make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you uh, like this content, share it, turn on your bell notifications, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.